had a I had a big fall off on my journey about six months into drinking, and it was pretty classy. It was it was at my son's wedding. I thought I'd just have a few drinks, mistake. A few led to a whole lot of alcohol and full blue with my ex-husband and disgracing myself. And waking up the next day so hungover and so sick, just going, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know, and realizing that you know, um, no, this isn't for me anymore. No, that was my my turning my turning point, I guess, to to stick with it and to keep going because it was the biggest thing that's changed my life. You know, um, getting control of the food, which controls my emotions, which stops the alcohol coming in, etc. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with two of our amazing clients, Sean McNamara and Anna Hansel. They've managed to free themselves from food and alcohol addiction and are now living their best lives. From the lowest moments to now, Anna and Sean discuss when and how their turning points happened and how they've also faced their biggest fears and had their fair share of failures and roadblocks. If you're going to take advice from anyone, take it from these two women. They've made it through some huge hurdles. They've failed, they've persevered, and they've shown up even when it got hard. I think it's bloody incredible what they've achieved. Listen to the entire podcast to learn more about how these two women achieved the body. Between them, they've lost 40 kilos and kept it off and the health they've always wanted plus more. Start taking control of your own path. Get through that initial learning curve. Life will get that much better. If you're struggling to overcome addiction or reach your health and body goals, you'll get so much out of this episode. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Insta stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this very special uh, podcast episode with two of our um, incredible Win at Life uh, clients, Anna Hansel and Sean McNamara. Now, they've been in the program. Could you guys be coming up to close to two years now, hey? Between 18 months to two years? Yeah, yeah, two years in June for me, yeah. God, you're part of the furniture now. Can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a real old local now. Oh, and I wanted to just get these um, incredible women on the podcast to talk about addiction um, and overcoming addiction and just, I guess, share their stories and their learnings of how they actually did this. And, I mean, they've not only transformed their, their bodies and their health, but they've transformed their, their lives. And I wish you could see them uh, right now sitting in front of me. Like, they look incredible, you know, both of them every day. Anna just sent me some photos this morning. I, every time I get on a live with you guys, I just think, oh, wow, you know. And it's not just physically you look great, you're strong and you're athletic and you're lean, but you just look really well and really healthy, like your skin's glowing and you look happy and you've just got um, got great energy. And I think, you know, you probably, well, I should say probably, you really would inspire so many of the women in our program. And you guys inspire me, you know, like you're both mums, you've overcome some pretty hard stuff, um, you've faced demons and here you are, um, you know, out the other side and just living your best lives. And eating good food and training and, and being strong. So I guess firstly, I just 
can you just both like introduce yourself and, um, you know, talk a bit about your background and the drugs, the alcohol addiction and, you know, how it affected your life and your relationships? Um, yeah, okay. Well, I'm nearly 42. Um, yeah, before I started, uh, my life was, yeah, lots of drinking, really heavy daily drinking. Um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't go a day without a drink. And I'd been like that for a lot of years um, and I'd had snippets, you know, throughout the last five or six years where I tried to be healthy, thought, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get healthy and, I'd, you know, did the chicken and broccoli diet and, you know, starved myself and tried all those sorts of things. Um, but all, all the while I was just drinking really, you know, really, really heavy and... Um, I think, yeah, when you drink like that, it just, it affects everything in your life, not, not just your health, but yeah, your mindset, your mind, your brain fog. Um, so I was just on a roller coaster, and, and so every time I'd try and get fit and healthy, I thought, you know, I'd try to exercise and diet, which was restricting, um, then, you know, that it, it'd work for a little tiny bit and then I'd just go back. And so because of that, I'd get depressed. I mean, I had depression and anxiety for 20 years. I've been on antidepressants. Mm. Um, not anymore. But I said that as well with heavy drinking, you know, I'd just get down like nothing would work and then I'd put weight back on and so then I'd drink more. And then, yeah, it was just this this big roller coaster of, um, you know, I had irritable syndrome, which since I was eight, probably, you know, drinking probably didn't help that and, and diet mm. um, and always struggled with that. So, you know, that played a big part of just being miserable. Um, I had an itch, like, up until I started this program, and I didn't realise until I was sort of 12 months in that it had gone, but I had a skin irritation on my arms that, like, I'd just scratch all the time and it was just like a nervous scratch. Mm. And the more, you know, the more I'd scratch, the more itchier I'd get and, I don't have that anymore, thank God. Um, but, yeah, my life, I guess, was, um, you know, working. I worked hard, um, four kids. But, yeah, I just drank all the time to cope. How much were you drinking? How much were you oh, drinking? So on a daily basis, anywhere between, I suppose, six to ten beers. Yeah, wow. And then after that, I'd either start on wine or spirits vodka anything really <laughs> anything um so yeah there were like i would say three or four nights a week not remember going to bed mm. and that's not necessarily a weekend that could just be a weeknight um that could just be any night and i didn't have to have anyone to drink with that could just be me by myself you know i start drinking beer of an afternoon get the kids fed into bed early and and then I'd just sit there until I didn't remember going to bed mm. and wake up. And even though you'd be sick, hungover, I was so used to that feeling. Mm. I didn't really know any different. So, and then I'd just do it all again the next afternoon. Mm. And, yeah, there was never a night, even no matter how big a night I had, that I wouldn't have a beer the next afternoon. Mm. It was just a, just a habit. 
I think too, like I, I remember when I would drink like that every night and I would just always eat shit the next day too. Yes. It felt so terrible, you know, like you'd yes. KFC and Domino's pizza and just shit ice. It just, you'd just be whatever you could get, get your hands on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. You'll even 10 times worse. 10 times worse. Well, I used to probably that night, see, I wouldn't eat dinner. But then as I got pissed, then you'd just go and raid whatever. Yeah. Eat a jar of Nutella. Yeah. Like the next morning the kids are like, where's all that Nutella? I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> what about you, Sean? Um, yeah, I guess alcohol. I mean, when I was, when I was younger, so in my teens, I, I wasn't a drinker. I wasn't. Um, but my marriage broke down and my kids were very young and they're now adults. But. Um, and then from there, I just snowballed into drinking and I used to sometimes drink from the moment I got up and, um, yeah, not, not my proudest moments, but, um, got to the point of, um, you know, girlfriend coming over, picking up my kids, taking them to school because I couldn't, um, yeah, I lost track of how many times I blacked out. I lost track of how many times people tell me I do things I didn't even remember I did. Um, and then to top all that off, I was a very nasty, angry drinker. Um, and that was all from everything I was trying to push down and not deal with, um, which I just, you know, didn't know how to deal with. So that's what I just, and like what Anna just said a minute ago about, you know, well, I would get then the next, you know, that day, go, next time I'm not going to do this anymore. By the afternoon, no. I was back in there again, you know, no. because it was all coming back up again. I didn't know how to deal with it all. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I used to even use drinking as a, um, a way to lose weight. I lost, I got down to 65 kilos and I'm tall, I'm 173 centimetres and wow. I just didn't eat. I, I would put pride in not eating. So the more I drank, the less I ate. Um, yeah. But then I could go the other extreme where I would um, binge in was just the amount of food I could binge on um, to a point of just, you know, feeling physically ill um, and um, that guilt feeling of, you know, binging in the car when no one's around and eating the kids' cho- chocolates and, you know, just anything I could get my hands on and, and stuffing myself literally. Um, and then you beat yourself up over that. Um, I just years and years of that, just years and years and years and years of that and, and it was just a vicious cycle that by the time I I met um, like Kidding Crow with Lowell, I was literally just at my end that I thought if this doesn't work, I'm going to just stay fat because I can't do this anymore. I cannot do this roller coaster on, off, on, off all the time. Isn't it incredible? Um, Sorry, I just want to jump in here. Like you were saying <clears throat> that you dieted yourself down to, and I've done the same thing, like being at my lightest 54 kilos. Um, but you, when you joined Win at Life, and I'm just always amazed that look, when I look at both of you before photos, like you've lost, like, have you lost over, you started at nearly, like nearly a hundred kilos mm-hmm. when you yeah. started. And what do you weigh now? I sit around 72 at the moment. That's incredible. That's awesome. Isn't that inc- insane? So like, like you've lost nearly, like you'd be coming close to 30 kilos and you've kept it off and you're eating way more food. And Anna, how much have you lost? 10? More than 10? 10, 10 kilos, yeah. 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 Isn't that incredible? You know, I eat way more food. I'm yeah. always eating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, sorry, go on, Sean. So you were, yeah, you just. No, that's okay. And how much, so how many years it was? Would have been years. I don't ever remember not dieting. Mm. I don't ever remember. I even remember as young, like as early teenage years, my dad helping me, you know, whether it be running and 
Mm. Yeah, because my dad was on the same roller coaster, but and I, nothing I would blame my dad for. He was always supportive, trying to help me. Because I struggled with my food, I always. If it wasn't food, then it, when I got older, I replaced it with alcohol. So mm. it was just one drug to another drug. Um, but I don't ever remember not being addicted to food. I think even more so than the alcohol was just trying to numb the feelings. But the food, I think, was my biggest addiction that I just felt like I hadn't. A food was something that wasn't like alcohol. You could go, right, I can live without alcohol. You can just wipe it out. You can't mm. do that with food. You can't just go, I'll fix it, I'll get rid of that in my life, then I don't have to deal with it. Well, that's not how it works. Well, you can, but, you know, you're really, really hungry and extremely grumpy with it. But, um, yeah, it was just a constant, every day waking up either thinking, what can't I have today because I'm on a diet and I'm starving and I'm, I'm cranky and, you know, I've been killing myself with cardio and everything else. Or I binge so much the night before I look like a big blowfish of just, you know, all the crap I put in my body. And just to be, it just controlled me. Like I felt like I had no space left in my head for anything else. Mm. Like it just literally, it's all I ever did was either one or the other. There was no, it was like I just want off this ride. I've had enough. I'm, mm. I'm just, you know, and, and it's a horrible place to be because there's no, you know, you could, I, I could certainly, you know, hold my own and I've, I think the longest I did was about five months. Mm. I've eaten the same meal plan at three days for five months, the exact same foods. And, I, yeah, I was looking great, but I was just miserable because mm. you know, it's not sustainable, it's not enjoyable, you know, and all the, you know, I wasn't sleeping, I was tired and, you know, all the list just goes on. So but the difference now is that that's gone for me, you know, that that's, Controlling a food, food something now is a pleasure. Mm. But, you know, what can I have? What, I feel like I feel like something different. You know, instead of going, what can I have or I can't have this or I can't have that. You know, and and it's and I said a minute ago, I'm always eating. Yeah, I get told that all the time. I say it's great, isn't it? You know, we go, oh no, I haven't eaten since morning t- since yesterday afternoon. I'm like, oh no, I couldn't do that. Oh. Couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you don't do that. So yeah, you know, and it's just food you love. Food you enjoy, mm. you know that the freedom of that. I think taking for me taking that out of my life, taking the food just filling every moment of my day, mm. has just opened my mind up to things that I want to do. You know, mm. I still don't really even know exactly what I want to do, but it's just given me you know so much more space to do other things and to spend time with family and mm. you know. And um. Can you talk about now, you know, because obviously you, you did this for years. I did it for years and years. So what was, I guess, what was that moment in time? And we've talked about this before because I think, you know, a lot of women, and I know I notice this a lot, like not only in our program, but like women that will comment on my posts or in the Body by Design page. And, you know, um, sometimes then they'll, you know, purchase some of the programs and they're like, oh, I just, I can't get my shit together. I can't be consistent. You know, I just, I can't change the stories that I'm telling myself so what what was it that when was that moment in time when you were just like I'm just going to do it now and like what what how did that happen what was the catalyst (laughs) because I think everyone has it this like uh uh-huh like moment where you're like I just I have to do it now yeah I I did um have a moment I suppose um mine was you know, like it, it builds up and builds up and mm. like I said, I just kept packing on the weight. My binge eating got worse, drinking got worse. 
I was so depressed, so unhappy. Like I was just, you know, as low as you can get, I suppose, um, that I'd really thrown the towel in on any form of exercise. Um, I'd even considered taking up smoking again. I was that down. I thought, oh, I'm just, I'm hopeless anyway. I might as well just smoke again. Like, you know, I'm shit. And, and that's how I felt. And then for me, it was a, it was a drunken incident that, that did it for me where I got, and I was never a um, angry drunk or, or violent, mm. but I think like Sean was saying, it's from suppressing everything. I think I was starting to become that. And um, yeah, I had an, like a violent incident against another person at a pub, <laughs> at a school function. Um, wow. and that did it for me. And you know, obviously I didn't remember any of it and, and had to be taken away and taken home. And that was my moment. I woke up the next day and I was like, nah, this is, I'm so done. I can't do this anymore. Mm. And, um, I'd been, yeah, I've been watching your, like following you on Facebook. And I think I'd done the 21 day challenge or something, mm. um, a bit before that. And, yeah, that was my moment. I'm like, no, nah, this is it. I'm, you know, I'm just going to end up in a hole otherwise, <laughs> literally. So, yeah, that was that was my moment. It wasn't pretty and nothing I'm proud of. <laughs> but, hey, it was my turning point. So, What about you, Sean? Um, I, I don't think I had a moment before I joined mm. because I've just done so many on-off, on-off, you know, like so many of us. Um, mine comes sort of probably about six months down the track. Um, a few things were starting to sort of rear their head, I guess, a bit. Um, nothing in particular, but just, you know, old habits were coming up a little bit. Because when I first when I first joined, I found within the first week, all of a sudden I, my cravings were gone. I didn't know this feeling. I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. And I knew that I was on the right track straight. And that happened with me very, very quickly. But about six months down the track, my struggle was the training. Mm. Um, because I couldn't get it and I was, you know, on the call with Craig and thank goodness he jabbed me back on the, the train and off we went again. But I had a I had a big fall off on my journey about six months in with drinking and it was pretty classy. It was, it was at my son's wedding. I thought I'd just have a few drinks and steak. A few led to a whole lot of alcohol and full blue with my ex-husband and disgracing myself. And waking up the next day so hungover and so sick, just going, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know, and realising that, you know, um, no, this isn't for me anymore. And that, that was my my turning my turning point, I guess, to, to stick with it and to keep going because it was the biggest thing that's changed my life, you know. Um, getting control of the food, which controls my emotions, which stops the alcohol coming in, etc. And just to say that's it, you know drinks not to come back in again I guess yeah and I think that that's actually perfectly leads into the next thing I wanted to talk about is that you know I think women might look at successful women like yourself that have you know you guys have done it you've reached the holy grail like you've achieved the body like you two look incredible like you're even both leaner than me I think like when you send Anna sends me your photos and charms like you like you guys just you're incredible you've you eat lots of food you train you've done it you've reached it yeah but 
I think women think that you don't have failures and that you don't have yes. and that you don't have roadblocks and that successful people are just successful because they've never failed. And it's actually the opposite, yeah. you know, successful women and women like you are successful because you've probably failed more than most top that have even tried. But the difference is, is that you keep going. So can you talk about some roadblocks and failures that you've had and how you've overcome them and kept going so that you could, Get, get to where you are. Yeah. Um, so I suppose some of mine would have been uh, that I was isolated. Mm. I lived isolated. Um, we're all isolated now. But mm. um, that would, would have, you know, it was a roadblock in the start um, with terms of food and then how I work, like my work was, you know, sometimes I'd leave the house and you'd be out in the paddock all day and, not get back to dark sometimes it just wasn't practical to you know always have your food with you or um and that was a roadblock and there was I remember in the first three probably at the end of the first three months I was a bit like oh you know this and because and, and I think uh, other people in my ear as well mm. going oh god so you know you can't drink and oh you've got to do that you've got to weigh your food and oh I couldn't do that and I think letting other people in my ear, I got a bit like, oh, maybe this is hard. Maybe this is too hard. Mm. Um, and and then training probably would have been another one I felt, which probably a lot of people do in the start. You sort of think, okay, I've got this. I've you know I've sent in my videos. I've got my feedback. And I guess you're waiting for that. Oh, yep, you're all good. Just um, keep going. You don't need it. You know, you've, you've got it mastered. You don't need to do any improving. And I got a bit down. Uh, I remember at one stage, like, crying, a couple of times crying, just going, I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to learn how to lift. Like, I'm fucking useless at this. <laughs> so I couldn't, I just, um, yeah, and I'd get really down and think, oh, you know, is this going to, am I ever going to get any good at it or am I always going to be useless? So, I, yeah, I've had moments along the way and then another big roadblock would have been, I've, you know, in the nearly two years I've been in this, I've moved house three times. Um, you know, had a separation. Um, yeah, and they've been big, big moves. Um, and they could have been roadblocks, I suppose. Mm. But to me, because they were so such crazy, unstable times, mm. um, I this this program and this lifestyle was the only thing that was stable to me. So the only rock hard thing I had to stick by. So that kind of helped me through it. Um, Can I just go back, Anna, because you made a really good point and I think that so many women struggle with this, is failure and feedback. You know, like when yes. you start this process or you start anything new, you know, whether it's lifting, learning about nutrition, learning about your body, learning new skills. And, yep. you know, I think that so many women struggle with I've got to be perfect and I can't fail and they get some feedback that's maybe like to try and help them improve. But like you said, yep. you take it as like, oh, I'm never going to get this. How did you, oh. how did you move past that? How, how did you change your, because, mm. you know, in the program, you know, we've got, we don't quit, we fail forward. Fail yeah. Forward. How, how did you shift your mindset around failure, taking it from um, a bad thing to this is a good thing that's going to teach me? Well, I started looking at it different. I started, I stopped looking at it like there was a finish line, I think. Mm. You know, to begin with, you come in and 
And like I remember you at the start going, you know, you know, quit alcohol and just do it for 12 weeks, you know. So, so I always had this finish line in my head and, and I guess that was like, I've got to get the training, I've got to get this mastered, I've got to be perfect at it. And then, I don't know, the penny just dropped and I started enjoying getting my feedback and going, there is no finish line. I'm, I'm going to be lifting till I'm a grandma and beyond. So it doesn't really, like, and now I love it. I love getting feedback. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I guess I took it really um, personal. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and did, it made me feel shit. But then I just, yeah, as soon as I started going, okay, there is no finish line. Mm. This is, yeah, me learning something and I'm going to get really good at this and I don't care how many years it takes me, not how many weeks. It was, you know, how many years it's going to take me to get really, really good at this. Yeah, that's, and that's, then I realised there is no, like for your main lifts, there is never going to be a time when your feedback is, yep, perfect, you're on your own, see you later. Like, it's not, you know, no that's one's so, perfect. That's so true because I still video my lifts and show them to Craig and he'll still say to me, Get yeah. a bit tighter. You, you know, you you're breaking it the hips. Before, you need to break it the knees and hip. Like he'll give me, and I, even I've been doing it longer than you guys, and I still. Yeah. But like you, like I look at it and think, oh, cool, like one percent better every time. One percent better. And I think it was yeah. hearing you say that um, quite a few times. You know, you saying you had coaches and you videoed your lifts, and Craig saying it, and and hearing you guys say it made me go, oh, okay. All right, well, they're not perfect either then. So do you know what I mean? Because to start with, I was, yeah. Forever a student. Forever a student. Yeah. How boring would it be if you do everything? I know. And you stop learning. Yeah. Yeah. It would be so boring. What about you, Sean? What's some big, you know, like, like, because I know you and because we've talked about this before, like you've had to, you know, like you say, face some stories that you tell yourself Mm -hmm. and things that you've like, you know, even worked for us for a bit, did some sales calls, which was, confronting for you but I really admire that about you like you faced your fears and I think it like this this process and this journey I think for so many it's it can be confronting because you're having to overcome these stories that you've told yourself and you know like myself and Craig and the coaches like we don't we're not backwards and coming forwards like we'll you know say what needs to be said because we want to help you you know because I think you have the real breakthroughs when you stop when you finally face those stories and you you stop making excuses and you do the hard things and you overcome it and you move forward and I know that's been like like I even remember watching the very first testimonial I did with you like you'd lost like 12 kilos I think and just looking at the difference between you then and then the next time we did one was just like in terms of your mind. Anyway, you t- tell us. Tell us what some stories that you've had to overcome and how you've done it. Um, yeah, I think probably the biggest story has been in my journey now, to mm-hmm. be honest, if I'm being really, really honest and raw. Um, I'm really struggling at the moment with a lot of mind stuff. Nothing, not like I'm in a bad place or anything, but I'm really struggling with, what I feel I can do mentally. Like I really want to, to learn and, and to grow. And from, from, as I mentioned, from getting rid of all the, the worry, the thinking about food to controlling my mind, it's freed up all the space. Mm. So now it's like, now what? <laughs> and it's made me confront all this. It's really made me, it's really confronting because a lot of my life um, I've told myself and I have been told by this, but particularly my own self, is that I'm not good enough that I can't do things, that I can't. But what I've got from the program is that is that I actually know I can 
that it's, but I'm still stuck. I'm actually really quite stuck at the moment. Mm. But I'm not stuck going, um, poor me, I can't do it, because I know that I'm going to be able to do it. That's the difference with the tools that I've got now. I know that I can get there. This is where the drinking would come in now. This is where I'll be sitting here with a bottle right now, the old charm. That's, mm. that's where <laughs> I would be. So this would be my biggest roadblock because I've stripped away all the, the things that I would once upon a time use to cover, mm. um, all these feelings of my own self-confidence and what I feel I'm capable of. Because I, physically I know what I can do. Like my training, I love the training because it's something I can just, I don't have to think about it. I mean, you do because you're obviously learning your form and I can do that. But when it comes to absorbing information, I really struggle, I really, really struggle. And, um, you know, so that is my biggest thing. But instead of backing down from it, I'm just, I'm literally some days just keep getting up, just keep getting up, keep getting up, you know. And trying new things and working around it and, and keeping on top of all the things that I've learned through a while from simple things as carousel and sunshine. <laughs> um, but the other thing, I guess, would be the training. Yeah, I, um, I felt similar to Anna too in the beginning when um, I was starting to go, oh, I can't get this. Or in the beginning more so with Craig, like, oh, no, I've got this, I've, I've got this. But I knew deep down, no, nah, this is getting too hard, I can't do it. Mm. Um and even to this day, I still struggle. Like my deadlifts are my my nemesis. Oh, like my bench. Oh, <laughs> you know, there's tears and there's swearing and there's all sorts going on going out there. And I swear, I've got to be careful that the kids next door. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good thing. I don't look at it as a negative. I get there because the difference is instead of giving up, I don't give up. It's like, it's like, well, that's still not working. I need to work around this, you know, because giving up's not an option anymore. Because giving up means going backwards. Mm. Um. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, my, my biggest thing would just be it's that mindset of once upon a time I tell myself a lot of times I can't and I just give up, whereas now I still feel that way, mm. but I'm not giving up. I just don't know how to get there just yet. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> and so well, well done for, like, being so honest um, and open and raw because I think that, you know, like it's, and but I think being vulnerable is good. It, it make I think for me, like I'm the same as you, like, and this might, this is just a bit of a joke, but me and Mel joke about this. And I, like potentially this is probably true. But like I probably killed a fair few brain cells with all the drugs and alcohol I took. Like I'm like you, like I feel like I, like it takes, I have to read things over and over and I have to try things and do them multiple times before I actually can pick it up. You know, I'm not just someone who can read something and go okay I understand that but I think the shift and like so for you for me too is that I just know that if I do it enough eventually I'll get it and it's okay like there's time like this is the long game this isn't something that you know I'm gonna what and I always say to myself like if I'm feeling frustrated I'm like well kitty what's gonna change in your life if you suddenly had 500 more clients and your business was double in size what would you do differently well, nothing. I, I'll do the same thing. I'd get up every day and do the same thing. I would enjoy my life because I enjoy the journey and the process and I think you nailed it. Yep. You've just got to go like, who cares? Just keep yep. trying. Like eventually you'll get it and give yourself that space to fail and know that it's yep. okay and just keep persisting. <laughs> I think it's sitting in it too. It's learning how to sit in it. And I don't mean sitting in it forever or wallowing, but sometimes yep. if you can't get through it, you're actually in it. So be okay with sitting in it. Yeah. Um, that's something that I've never been able to do. I've never said, no way, I can't deal with all these things in my head going on. There's too much up there. <laughs> yeah. 
but, um, yeah, yeah. But it's but it's a different scary now because it's it's knowing that things will be fine. Mm. I know deep down things are fine, mm. and you know, um, but it's you know your, your mind's a very powerful thing, mm. and when you don't have all food demons filling it up with all the rubbish and alcohol, you've got to deal with it, the real side of things. But that's a good thing because it gives you that growth and that confidence to go and to take, before you know it, you've actually done a few little 1% and gone, shit, I've got here and I haven't realised I've actually got here. I've got further than I thought I had. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, now, can you just share a couple of your, like, non-negotiable daily rituals and habits? Because I, I think, you know, if you look at any successful person, they have rituals and habits and small things that they do day in, day out that lead to great results over time. You know, because I think a lot of women, and I used to be the same, as I was looking for that one thing. I was looking for that one thing that was going to, the one diet, the one food that I had to eat that was going to get me the result that I wanted. And when I finally realized that it was, okay, I've got to hit, my, hit the macros consistently, get enough energy in, you know, find the optimal calorie range, eat the carrot salad every day, show up and just do the bit, chip away at the training. It's like when I shifted my mindset to that and did the small things every day, all of a sudden I was like, oh, fuck, I'm getting good results here. So talk, can you share like some of your, your daily rituals and habits that are like you do this every day or every week without fail? Religiously, yeah. yeah religiously, yeah. Yeah, well, mine would be... Um eat my liver pate and my carrot salad religiously, you know. Mm. It, it wouldn't matter if I go away for a weekend, I make enough carrot salad, I take my liver pate, like that's just a non-negotiable. Mm. Um, Organising my meal, I guess, the night before, like my day, my meal planning, that's a non-negotiable. Like I just, it's planned. I would never, ever just wing it and go, oh, I'll just eat, you know whatever and, and do it at the end of the day. Um, yeah, my probably just daily routines is in getting out of bed at the same time. Mm. Um, just keeping in a routine, I think, would be my... Um, mm. I don't drink. That's definitely, that would be, a, mm. you know, a non-negotiable. I haven't touched, yeah, a drink since I started. Mm. Um, but yeah, probably just my food and my um training you know on training days it's just a non-negotiable like it is a priority it just comes before everything mm. just like my food does mm. yeah because i just know how happy it makes me <laughs> and i'm not a nice person if i don't have my ducks in a row so yeah, yeah. i think it's, and this is a bit diverging from that but i think you you guys would agree with me that like i just find strength training so empowering yeah. you know and it's really taught me like resilience and persistence and to play the long game like it's it's i think all of the principles and attitudes that i take towards lifting if you take them towards life you'll get the same result yeah. it's not something that you get good at straight away it's something that you have to chip away at that you're forever learning micro yep improvements strength takes a long time to build like it's not as though you just turn into arnie overnight so yeah i think <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's it's cool like when you go into the gym and you're like you pick up a weight that you once couldn't pick up you're like fuck yeah yes so awesome it's so and you're like it makes you think that you can do other things that are hard which you can't yeah. you know yeah. so um and obviously you get so much bang for your buck if we go back to like the most efficient i mean i did this little because i said to craig I'm like i wonder actually how long i trained for so i timed a set 
and then worked out how much time I actually spent lifting, like time under tension. And it was like seven minutes, seven <laughs> minutes for an upper body session. And so like yep. maybe let's say it's 10 minutes. So 10 minutes, three times a week is ridiculous. You know, yeah. for how much effort you have to put in to get such incredible results. Like it really yep. is the way to train to support your metabolism and build a body you love. Like it's just so yep. So much more efficient. But anyway, we're getting off track. But Sean, so what's some of your daily rituals and habits, non-negotiables or weekly ones? Um, first thing always comes to my mind, carrot salad. It's, just, it's, it's I get it. I have mine first thing in the morning. It's just normal. I don't think, I think I mentioned the other day that hubby said, I don't know how you do that. Mm. Well, I don't know how not to do it. It's just normal. Same. And actually, yeah, that, um, my liver and my oysters, it's just, it's like breathing to me. It's mm. just, it's, because the difference they make to you. Um, the other thing is, um, yeah, and, and I've fallen off um, or done some eat mindfully as well. I've been using a few bits in, in my journey, but as a rule, um, you know, most of the time I'm, I'm always off my, my fitness health. Mm. And I like that because it keeps you stable, mm. you know, which means everything else flows. Mm. Um, and the training, if I don't train, I start climbing walls. You know, it is it's very, very... Um, it's just very empowering whether you're feeling good, bad or in between. It's just, you know, even I find if anything, the days that you really don't feel like going in, you're feeling like, oh, you know, you go and mm. come out, at the, you know, yeah, this is why I go. And that's what I tell myself those few days, you know. Um, definitely the, the lifting as time goes on. So once you know your food, which I've found pretty quickly for myself, but the training, the training just keeps, everything all together you know it's it's um it's a great release of you know if you are having a bad day or whatever to go in there and just do lots of swearing and grunting and not looking pretty and all that sort of thing you know um (laughs) something about that um yeah so those three just yeah your food and it's simple really really simple but those 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 things are what make everything else achievable Mm. That's your groundwork. That's your foundations for everything. Mm. So it sits in sits in the background now for me. Mm. Um, and if those things are done, everything else is easier. Even if it's hard, mm. everything's everything's doable. You know, if I and I, I know this for a fact that if I haven't been able to train um, a while back, not through my own choice, but I wasn't able to train for a while, really really hard on my mindset mm. to not be able to get in the gym. Um, and then the few times where maybe I have fallen off and I haven't followed my eating properly, I can feel everything just, I can feel myself losing control of, you know, mm-hmm. it does, it makes a massive difference. So it's, it's those particular things, yeah, they're just your groundwork, you know, they're your, the groundwork for everything in my life anyway that keeps me, that's why I won't change, I won't, mm-hmm. I won't ever go back to the other way because the other way doesn't, doesn't um what's the word doesn't give me any purpose to any direction i want to go it just takes me backwards I think, you know, I just want to touch on this before we finish up, but the whole tracking around food. And I think a lot of women can have a bit of a negative mindset around this. And, um, you know, I, I truly believe in, in tracking, especially when you're learning, working towards your goals, because, you know, like when you come into our program, the diet that you start on, that you guys are doing different diets, different calories, different macros now to when you start. And it's this process of optimization and testing and measuring to find what works best for you and teach you about the food. So, you know, you guys all do your own diets now. Like we don't 
tell you what to do anymore. You guys have got so much knowledge. Um, but you don't get that unless you actually do the work at the start um, and you optimize and refine it. And, you know, for me now, like I've done it for so long, like I can easily just eat and not track my food yeah. and stay, you know, eat mindfully. And I think it's, I, I really like it. Like I, I just prep my meal, meals Monday to Friday because I like, because I'm busy, not as busy probably as you, well, I am busy, but I still have kids. Um, but for me, it just means that I know, one, that I'm going to eat enough food because sometimes if I don't do that, I just get busy and, you know, I forget to eat. Um, I feel optimized, energized, I sleep well and I train well. And then on the weekends I'll have a bit more variety and I might, you know, get a bit exciting with the cooking and make some different things. But I know how much protein to eat. I know carbs. I know what to choose, what works, but you don't know that until you put the work in at the start. So I think, you know, if you really do want true freedom with food, that you have to go through that process initially to learn. Um, but it really will set, set you free. Like, do you guys just feel free now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and sort of in control of your own path, I think. Like, I like now how, um, you know, we're at the stage where you can just tweak it, you know. Like, I keep... You know, I, I want to get stronger, so I, my cal- I keep tweaking my calories up and, and lifting more and and it's not once upon a time like if someone had said, oh, I'll start eating more and more and more every couple of months, I'd be like, oh, my God, no, I'm going to get fat. I'm going to, you know. Yeah. But it's not like that. It's just I love the, um, I love the data side of it because yeah. it just gives you something to work with and it's proof that it works. Mm. Um, yeah, I really like... I like that part of it and like having that control over, yeah, what I eat, you know. I yeah, well, make... No one should be telling you what to eat. No. You tell you, do it yourself. That's it and I love it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I like that I can keep eating more and getting stronger and, mm. yeah, feel amazing and sleep amazing, which is good. What about you, Sean? Do you feel free? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> no more food demons anymore. If anything, I, I think... Um, when you see people, I, um, sorry, going off track, so it's touchy. I was talking to a lady the other day in another caravan park, or saying she's another showground, the same. And this lady would have been in the 70s, and she was fasting on her diet. And I just thought, oh my goodness, you know, I'm so grateful that that's not going to be me. Mm. I, mean, I wanted to save her, and you know, but I know it's better to say anything. But you know, that setting me free. That's exactly what it is. You know, that I'm not going to be that age going. Oh, you know, another diet, another diet, and I'm in my 70s, still doing this, and so overweight and so unhappy. Mm. So, 100% definitely free, free, you know, and, and tracking your foods, it's not even hard. It's, you know, it's, it's not even hard. I, you know, I put it in there so I can, like um, Anna was saying there too, when you need to tweak things, like my digestion's been a little bit out of whack, so I'm like, okay, right, well, I'll trial a few things, but you can, you've got the knowledge to understand what you need to do. Yeah. Mm. Take something out, put something in, move things around, whatever you got to do, you understand mm. that. It's not like, oh, we go back to, you know, your coach and they tell you what to do. You understand mm. it's something that's not quite working and mm. it's not a big deal and you just, you know, you, you, you test and measure. Mm. So simple, so, mm. so simple. So true. And it works. It really works and it's just, it is, it's really, really simple. And just before we finish up, can you both, um, 
like if, if a woman was listening to this and, you know, she was starting out on a journey just like you guys and, you know, she's not where she wants to be and doesn't have the body she wants and, you know, maybe, maybe she's drinking, addicted to food, food obsession, you know, like what advice would you give her? Like if you could go back into your former self <laughs> two years ago, what, what would you say? Um, probably say stick at it. Mm. It is the biggest thing. Um, yeah, stop looking for the finish line. Just, I don't know. That's It's a hard one um, because sometimes, you know, you can hear all that at the start and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's never going to happen to me because you're in such a rut, I suppose. But, yeah, if you can just believe that it, it totally works, stick at it and... Yeah, you reap the benefits and you'll get so many more benefits than, than you're in it for. You're probably only in it to look better and, and lose body fat or something. You will get all these other benefits in your life that you never even thought were possible. Mm. So, yeah, and they're all just, you know, bonuses. So, yeah, stick at it. I think it'd be what you said there in the two and um, don't look for perfection. Stop yeah. looking for perfection that doesn't exist. Mm. Um, your perfection is you in a happy place. That's what perfection is. Mm. You know, you looking the best that you know you want to look, achieving what you want to do. Um, yeah, and just if you can, I think just let go of everything that's been taught. That's probably the hardest thing because mm. we're a minority. Um, but if you can let go of that and accept that you're gonna fuck up <laughs> lots, you know, and just keep getting up and, and stop looking for perfection, you'll get there. Mm. Because I think something else women we do, we, we always, I've got to do this perfect and then I'll be happy. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't, it, it's, it's the chipping away, it's the tweaking, it's the falling down, it's the getting up. But, um, yeah, just, um, just let go of everything new. That's what I reckon. Just if you can let go of that and absorb everything, and um, more about unlearning, you'll you'll go a long way, and you'll be surprised when you start living instead of existing. So true. It's a true yeah. thriving, thriving yeah. instead of surviving. I think that's so. so yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Oh well, thank you so much guys like oh it's been so awesome talking to you i just you know i think you two are just truly incredible like you should be so proud of what you've achieved and it hasn't been easy um but you really are inspiring and i know that you inspire so many women in our community and thank you so much for you know you're both big sisters in our community and you give so much to every other woman in our program um and you know i just i feel really grateful to have you guys in in there as leaders leading others and leading yourself you know i think mm. that's probably one of them but you've got to learn to lead yourself um you know but yeah you guys are just incredible and you just look incredible <laughs> had a pretty good teacher didn't we anna yeah we've got a good teacher <laughs> <laughs> craig yeah yeah he's all right <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look as sexy in a bikini as you do, Kim. No, he doesn't. No, he's no, a bit hairy, old Craig. <laughs> <laughs> but it's exciting. Like, you know, I think to myself, oh, because I always in my head, I'm like, oh, imagine where we'll be in 12 months. Imagine where you guys have been 
two years. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it seems now. Like it, yeah. we'll be doing another one of these podcasts in, you know, two years and you guys yeah. will have just reached, you know, new heights. And I mean, you look pretty amazing now. I don't know how you could look any better, but you know, just in terms of your own development, I think and same, yeah. with, you know, just the constantly growing and evolving and just, it's, it does really free you and allow you to live your best life. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. Oh, well, awesome. Thank you so much guys. Gee, we, we talked for a time, but there's so much gold in there and I hope that everyone got as much out of this um, as I did. And I will see you guys in the program. Okay. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye.